Welcome to another episode of Loud Pipes. Grab a beverage and join us as we talk about all things relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. And now your host for this episode, Rich Forfield, John Maracle, and Brother Bacon. Loud Pipes, episode 172. It's the ICMA episode. We're going to cover all of our favorites from the show, some highlights, some surprises maybe. And we've got Johnny John back in the studio. What's up, John? Hey, y'all did a nice redecoration around this place. I know. We cleaned up a little bit. You know, I, oh, I swept the floor. About time did. Bacon wiped everything down. Well, good. I'm glad you finally did some work around here. Been sitting there drinking all the Jack all the time. I know, right? Because that's all he does. Smoke and drink, smoke cigarettes and drink Jack. I know you're going to give him a rep. Come on. So you got a beverage, Johnny John? Yeah, I'm having a yingling tonight. Yingling, yingling. Why not? And, and, and what do you have, my friend there? Let's see. Let me guess here. Maybe. Here's the first hint. Ooh. It's in a can. It's in a can. Is probably probably some oh probably some of that juicifer. It is predominantly a white can with a giant hop stuck on a sort of trident. And yes, it is the juicifer IPA. Oh great, <laughs> bacon, we're in trouble tonight. Uh, speaking of brother bacon, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? Gonna be good here in about twenty five minutes. <laughs> as soon as that juicer kicks in. What are you sipping on? Well, I found myself something new. Um, it's from Elysian. So you remember the Stardust that you've had? Oh, yes. That's a good one. Yeah. So this one is the Elysian Dayglow. Not, 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 not to be uh, mixed up with the Italian slur. Or the Dayblazer that John likes from, is that New Belgium? Yep, New Belgium. Dayblazer. Nope, this is the Dayglow IPA. Ooh, how many IBUs and what is the ABV? Do you know? Well, well, it doesn't really say. Let's see here. It's got, it's a 7.4. Nice. So that's the ABV, but it doesn't say anything about the IBUs. Give me a minute. I'm working on it. I don't. Oh. You know what? This Juicifer doesn't say either. Not on a can. No. So we'll we'll let Johnny John look those two up. All I know is this contains wheat. Sixty-five IBUs. Oh, that's a big one. Oh, but it's actually really smooth. Well, wait a second. It also comes in a twelve-ounce can. Proper, proper. All right, you enjoy that. I'm going to tee up some melodious tones of. MT09 with Arrow Exhaust. Oh man, new topics. Eichma. It's all about Eichma. All the bikes, all the time. But before I get there, I just hear the question. Your juice for is 50 IBUs. Is what? 50. 50. That's it? 50. That's it. Oh my goodness. That's not right. This thing is hop crazy. 50? That doesn't, that doesn't make sense because you know what? If I compared this one to that Juicifer, like if you drank the Juicifer before this one, it would taste like a, uh, it would taste like a Bud Light. 
Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna well, have maybe, to go ahead and disagree maybe with that. Try that out. All right. Well, I, I thought just... I thought you were interrupting for your your motorcycle man Ted meetup. Oh 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 that you you want me to interrupt for that? Sure, I could do that. I want to go there first before we get into. You want to go there first? Bike my bikes. Right. So I met Ted from Motorcycle Man. What up, Ted? Hey, Ted. So Ted decided this year to ride his bike from New Jersey to Key West. So at in midfall. Yeah, that's that's fringe riding in Jersey for sure. If not <laughs> straight up winter. <laughs> that's well, all I gotta say. I mean, it was pretty cold here too. So you know, that kind of it's warm, cool. So uh as I was out last time on vacation and uh I saw that he was um the the funny thing going back was as I was coming home from Florida, I saw him going south around the uh St. Mary's, Georgia area. Uh that's just a little bit north of the Georgia uh the Florida state line there. Yeah. The Florida Georgia line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he was coming back and I said, Hey Ted, let's meet up. So, um, let's see two Sundays ago. Yeah. He was coming back through. So I went over to the South of the border, tagged with him, then rode pretty much all the way from, um, South of the border to his hotel. We had dinner and then I came home. Nice. So, we're on, we're on uh, comms and chatted on the way, and it was a good time. It was really awesome. So, so what's the dirt, man? You were what's the dirt? The yeah, there's got to be dirt. Dirt on Ted? <laughs> what's the inside scoop? No. <laughs> exactly. Wait, my the most important question is: Was there still a squeak? No, squeak went away. <laughs> I he think that's been gone for a year, but I still like to tease him about it. Yeah, well, he just. Uh, <laughs> He had cam lifters, you know the cam. His um, the cam. His didn't his lifters go? Yeah, he had them replaced. They're going. He he replaced them. Had a manufacturer send them the parts, and then all of a sudden it was making a noise, and they like destroyed themselves. So they actually sent him all the parts, told him to take it to the Harley dealership, and then they paid for everything. Mm. Because they didn't want him putting his greasy hands on it. <laughs> the, like, don't go in there. Don't go in there. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it was really cool to meet up with him. I mean, we've probably known Ted, what, five years, Rich? We've been... Yeah, pretty much right after off. we started. Yeah, a couple months so, after we started the show. I think he started around the same time. Similar. Yeah, time. so we've talked about in the past about trying to meet up with him and everything else and it never works out so it's kind of cool to finally finally meet him well that's because he never wants to come to the loud pipes meetups <laughs> come to the mountains dad hint hint, hint. oh, oh yeah, we need to talk about that too so it's so a meetup 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 yeah that's in the newsletter right you're going to send out a newsletter mentioning the details on the news there will be a newsletter in your inbox probably by the time this episode goes out we'll have some more meetup details in there and if you don't know what i'm talking about look at the show notes for this episode or any of the last few episodes and there's a link in there uh, for the newsletter that we'll send out via email in between generally in between the episodes 
can, can we do a work? Supposedly. Can I do a quick update? Sure. Go ahead. So we have booked all five cabins that are at Hunt. There is currently four spots open. That's it? That is it. Four beds. And that's when four you beds. say spots, four single beds. That is it. That doesn't sound like a lot. Well, when you got... <laughs> Well, I guess it, I guess if you think if you think of it from a Gettysburg perspective, we really only needed sleeping accommodations for what nine, eight, or was it? T- there were ten people, but not all in the cabin, right? So hunts- right, but so we're looking at what eleven people for all the cabins? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yes. 12 no there's 12 okay but anyway the, 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 the point being i think what you're getting at is if you want one of the cabins you need to let us know sooner rather than later because there's four left right there's four if you want to be at hunts with us there's four unless rich and rico decide or rich and bacon decide to take a cabin spot then there'll be two well lest lest y'all want to camp with brother bacon <laughs> So the I guess the idea is then if beyond the cabins then it's tent or if you have or, a camper or whatever. Right. So if you don't if you don't want to stay there, then you gotta camp. If you don't want to camp and we don't have space, there is places yeah. in the area that you can Other get cabin. as well. Yeah, like a quarter mile down the road. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just, I'm, just I'm giving some thoughts to, to camping as well. Bacon and I talked about it quite a bit after the last show. And the more the more we talked about it, the more I thought, yeah, maybe, maybe it's better, not better, but maybe this is a trip that would be good to just camp out. So we even talked about, you know, when it warms up a little bit, maybe do a little test camp run, you know, pack up everything we think we're going to take for that and on the bikes and try it out. Okay. <laughs> John's like, I'm out. So I don't know what y'all are talking about. Oh, I, I I can do it. I've done it. It's it's not hard. It's just that's what she said. It's just the right amount of padding, though. Like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we're in the ditch. I don't need pull out, pull I, out. I don't need a full bed, but I can't sleep on the ground either. Like, and especially the riding we want to do for two days. Like, I don't need miserable sleep and then get up and spend all day on the bike so i'm, I'm gonna need a, a decent camp pad to, to sleep well but yeah I don't, I don't need a full bed i have you taken care. don't don't worry about that rich i got something for you it's called an air mattress i'll bring it for you yeah that's a little unwieldy with a small tent though uh, my tent is not small it's a four-man tent my tent is not small he says you heard it here people <laughs> I think that's um, the first candidate the white- for the show opening clip. I will say that <laughs> the twin air mattress will fit in my little um, two-man tent. Okay. Because um, I have a um, big Angus. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, big Angus, yeah. Big Angus, so it's like a big cow. (laughs) 
no, oh, it's tent. Angus. <laughs> right in the ditch. <laughs> Just right. No, 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 no Angus. You, you know, Angus beef. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. Angus beef. Yep. Rich, you need to get out the ditch. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep this family friendly. All right. So any anything else on your visit, John? You guys had a good ride, good chat. Yeah, we had a good ride. It was a great time. Good it food. It was cold. And so, yeah, went out to Cracker Barrel, had dinner, and we parted ways. How many, home safely. how many miles was it from the V2N Cafe down to Key West? Do you know? Uh, so probably around 1300 one way. Yes. Ah, that's a day. Um, he actually, when he went down, he did it in two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he went from DeVito and cafe to Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, I think is where he stopped. Okay. I think that's where he stopped. No, 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 no. San- Santee, South Carolina. That's where he stopped. Santee. So he didn't. So he didn't end up trying to get a an iron butt. He did not. He did not. And then he and, uh, on and the way, on he can, his way. He can back. do that on the way to the Blob Pipes meetup next year. <laughs> and, and then on his way back, he did three days. He went from Key West to Jacksonville, Jacksonville over here to Wilson, North Carolina, and then then up Wilson back to V Twin. Cool, man. So, and I mean, I kind of, that day I was just, I kind of hadn't been out on the bike probably since, um, our meet in Tennessee. So I needed a ride. So I kind of like jumped, went out and I kind of played, Oh, I'll just go down this road. I'll go over here. So I kind of like lazy date around until he said, yeah, I'm about two hours away from south of the border. So then I, was an hour away, so I hauled tails. tail, so like ninety, yeah, ish, <laughs> ish. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What was funny was that he we weren't going to meet there because he was going to meet meet me at another stop where he's playing for gas, and I went down to south border. Said, "Well, may I'll see if I'll time it right." Well, I didn't. I got back on the highway, and he calls me up. He's like, "Where are you at?" I'm like. Well, where are you? And he's like, four miles from south of the border. I'm like, well, I just left there. So, turn around, came back, I'm out. Well, that's cool. Very cool. So, 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 how was the weather? Was it? Was it a little bit chilly? During the day, it was mid 60s, sunny. Okay. So it was a nice ride. Um, on the way home, it was mid 40s to lower 40s. Okay, Not so as then, cold as I heard as my my brother, Mr. Warfield, rolled, rolled out in this morning. Ooh-wee, 38. Man, man. It didn't it's last chilly. long, though. It didn't last long. So I left the house. It was 38. Ten minutes in, it was 39. By the time I got to Uptown, I think it was 42 or 3. And by the time I got on the highway, it was 45. I was like, geez, it's just climbing. Just getting a heat wave. And it was gorgeous yeah. this afternoon. It was in the 60s coming home yeah when you're in the cities it's warmer so my real quick but my real reasoning for asking is didn't you get a little addition to your bike i have added an addition to my bike but i have not tried it out yet okay so that did not happen on that before that trip no it did not would you like me 
Say what I got my addition. You want me to wait till I do a official review? Yeah, give us a preview because I got a preview too. So I went and purchased um, Mark Buster's hand cards um, for the Spire. They're single mounted point. So only screw into the end of the handlebars and that's it. So they're designed to help for wind, not protect, you know, brushes. Right. right. Just keep crashes. the blast off your hands. All that stuff. Just kind of more or less that. Cars. <laughs> yeah. It rocks. Um, my concern I was going to have with them was people say that you couldn't see through your mirrors as well. You wouldn't be like, you might lose mirrors hmm. visibility. And I was the, I'm very impressed that they are as well as they are. So I don't have a problem with the mirror, so I can see what I need to see. There's a little bit in the top outside edges that it covers up the handguard. You kind of see the handguard and said what's behind you, but it's not, you know, like half the mirror you can't use. Right. So it's a very small piece. So good. Well, I got a similar addition. I went and I bought those uh, hand warmers or the, yep. those heated grips that you mentioned from Oxford. From Oxford. Yeah. So I got the sport. Sport texture kit. I ordered them from Brazil. I think I ordered them that day. Yeah, I think you did. You I think you talked about it. Yeah. And they wow. arrived. I haven't put them on the bike yet, but it arrived this week. So Sid put them on his Ninja. Said he loves them. Um, I think when you, because the throttle cube, t- I mean, the grips currently are glued on. What he says, you should be able to take an air compressor and yeah, get under them and blow them off. Right. And that should pop to glue. I was actually looking at the heated grips, those for the spider. Mm-hmm. And I was up to see visiting KP. Um, pick up the hand guards and he has a buddy that um knows somebody that's a KM tech and kind of talk called them and they kind of have said that yeah, they could work, but people have had issues. That he knows about on the spider, so he said they recommend the KM ones instead. Gotcha. Of yeah, course so. they recommend the branded. Right. <laughs> but my, my my what I'm gonna try is since I got the handguards, I already have heated glove liners. So if I want to try this combination, see if it fixes my problem. Cool. Yeah, and I'll let you know on mine. I'm I'm gonna take the when I take the rear wheel off for a new tire, which I haven't changed yet shame on me it is really bald at this point <laughs> but um i'm gonna when i take the wheel in i'm gonna take the gas tank off because i bought a new air cleaner for it that or air filter that i didn't change when i did the oil so i'll do that and while the tank is off i'll route all the wiring for the heated grips and get those installed yep. and i keep forgetting that the bike is pre-wired for heated gear mm, okay alan had installed that previously so i've got the tip um, the little round, you know what I'm talking about? The round adapter plug for the heated gear. It's yep. it's under the seat. So to answer your question, I actually have heated gear. And when I bought my mine came with an adapter to change it to the SAE connector. Yep. That used your battery tender. So if you had a battery tender on it, you just had to plug into that. And I even bought cables to go from that to 12 volt. Nice. Just a regular plug. 
Yeah, so I'll have, I guess I'll have a couple of things to talk about. The heated grips and uh, a Dunlop Road Smart 3 before long. Sweet. Sweet. All right, you guys want to talk bikes from ICMA? Yes. Man, the news was heavy, was it not? Just <laughs> one bike after another and Kawasaki buying a... You know, almost half of Bimota and teasing us with something really crazy. It's a lot of cool stuff. There was definitely some cool stuff, but I will elude back to our last episode. Mm-hmm. And it didn't like as much as there was. I wasn't excited about as much as came that came out. Like yeah, there, there was, was a couple. There, there was a couple, yeah, that we we're all giddy about. But then, yeah, it was a lot of evolutionary product, even. The one that I picked is just a the next evolution of the bike. It wasn't radical. Yeah, it's just it's, it, it, a lot of it was evolutionary, but it wasn't all like, oh, look at this brand new offering. Except for a couple, yeah, a couple, couple of them, couple of them were just was amazing. There a, was there a big surprise to you? Was there one where you were like, wow, that is cool? I know you have one of them as a pick, but are there any other ones beside that one that stood out? At- at you <laughs> well the <laughs> honda uh which one um what was it the honda that the new honda uh was race bike? The, oh, oh the fire blade you're talking about the new fire blade yeah oh you like that? 1000 double r fire blade yeah well wait a minute wait we, a minute because huh. we heard nothing of that and then all of a sudden boom eichma but honda went a little crazy it was it's the fire blade 1000 rr r there's three three r's because you know because it's a pirate if i have a double r three r's has got to be better (laughs) so if they have so if you think of the really race ready yeah you have like your cbr let's say you have a cbr 1000 r and then you have your cbr 1000 double r which is like your race replica so i guess this is your race replica race model no, <laughs> you know, like our dash really race ready, <laughs> really race ready. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, we really mean it. This one really for racing. Like we're so serious. Yeah, yeah. two hundred what seventeen horsepower. Yeah, that's cool, and that's got some really sweet hardware on it. And, and Megan, you and I talked about this offline. You yeah. know, the the people that are going to use that stuff will notice it and. You know, anyone who's just buying it to have, it's going to be wasted because all that good hardware is definitely suited for track riding. Well, the fins, they put fins on it. Oh, yeah. But they're, but they're under all the bodywork. Yeah, they're, they're definitely disguised, which I thought was a nice touch, unlike the, the Ducati ones that are just look like they're stuck on the side of the fairing. It's a bad mole on your bike. Yeah. It's like, hey, there's something falling off your bike. Oh, never mind. It's a Ducati. carry on my friend carry on move along move along yeah i thought that was well done very well done it looks good i can't wait to see it i don't know if we'll get to ride one probably never it's not easy to test ride bikes over 200 horsepower but we can try (laughs) or over 25 (laughs) twenty five thousand dollars. dollars so i i was Really impressed with with your pick, which we'll get to in a bit. But the the MV Agusta, the Rush One Thousand. Oh. The more I look at that man, it is just gorgeous. 
And, and I it know really we, is. in the last show, we talked a lot about Ducati Street Fighter, but good night. This thing is just a beast. Yeah. And, and I, I think this one, this one nails the, uh, the Street Fighter in the looks department. This is head and shoulders above that. So, so let's go back. Okay. So, so are we all doing like our first picks right now? Yeah. Let's, so let's set the stage. So we're, we're not going to talk about every bike at Eichma and we're not, we're not even going to yep. mention all the news releases. We're really just going to pick out five hour show. Yeah. We're just going to pick out the ones that, that speak to us or, you know, or that, that you want to talk about. So we've each picked what we had intended on was a production and a concept, but you know, if you didn't have a concept or in my case, it's not a concept, but it's just, it's, it's not mass produced. It's more of a, a bespoke piece. So that's kind of how we did. So it's going to be two bikes from each of us. We're going to go through them uh, one by one, hopefully not more than 10 or 15 minutes for each. And then that'll be our ICMA show. All right. I like it. You like it. You want to go first? Since, well, no, 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 since no, no, we already no, no, teased it. No, no, no. Let's go ahead and start off with you, man. All right. So Aww. we previewed this in the last show and it's a bike I've test ridden and something that it was pretty high on my, my shopping list, you know, save for the, the sticker price, but a neck, the next evolution of the BMW S 1000 XR, which is a bike I, I really like. So my information comes from cycle world article. Uh, this is November 5th. We're looking at, and they just kind of covered all the basic changes to the 2020 model. So it looks a lot like the outgoing bike and the specs are, are very similar. And like I said, it's an evolutionary step, a little massaging here, a little massaging there. I think it looks a little better minus the beak. I'm not a, all, not a beak fan, not a beak fan, but all in a, all in all, it comes out with a happy ending. <laughs> You're just dragging me right back to the gutter, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, You're welcome. Or are you just giving me multiple choices for uh, show openings? <laughs> <laughs> Doing everything I can for anything. You're giving me a smorgasbord. <laughs> God. So one of the themes I wanted to talk about is it seems like this is the year that a lot of manufacturers are needing to get their Euro 5 emissions in order. And they're doing whatever they can to do that and not necessarily pushing the power. So which was the first bike we looked at was it the KTM where they added a hundred CC kept the same power so they could meet Euro five. Which like, one? I don't remember which, which one were we looking at where they added a hundred? Cause we know that they brought out the seven ninety this year or, or last year. Oh no. That's when we talked about the Africa twin. Right. Right. Went to 1100 and the power was essentially the same. Right. Yeah, so I think that the S1000XR is in a similar category where the engine is still the same size, but a lot of revisions, a lot of massaging, and the power still comes in at 162 horsepower. Although they've flattened the torque curve and they've raised that slightly, so now 85 foot-pounds, and that comes on as early as 3,000, which is nice. So you got the best yeah. of both worlds. you got your torque down low. It's relatively flat as far as a torque curve. And then if you spin it up to 11,000, you'll be, you'll be graced with 160 ponies. <laughs> well, well, that just makes me smile saying it. Well, not to mention, I mean, 
being that they've upped the motor a bit, um, that leaves a lot of room for aftermarket. Oh yeah. Like, like just livening it up, like say screw flat, screw a flat torque curve. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just open up the can, open up the intake, flash the ECU, probably pull 180 out of it pretty easily. Yeah. Just little things like that. I mean, so everyone's starting to learn from Harley and just, you know what? Leave some in the can, please. Yeah, leave a little in there for people to play with. And this also receives their shift cam system, which started on the um, the boxer engines, you know, the 1250 boxers, and then made its way to the S1000 RR, and now we see it in the XR. So that's pretty neat bunch of other small changes here they modified the the gear ratios all shift assistant pro yeah all done to decrease fuel assumption it's a little bit lighter it's a little more compact so just you know small revisions everywhere on the bike so it looks to be a like i said an evolutionary step forward and this is one of those i'm I'm afraid to ride it again because i love every bike that i ride to begin with but this one especially was like this could go in the garage. It touched you. It did. It really did. The only thing holding me back is the price. I that's a, a lot of money for something that's that always still got to deal with a chain on. That's always going to de- be a problem with a BMW, though. Mm-hmm. So that's my production pick. So we want to go to your production pick, or you want to do the prototype? Uh, do we want to do production picks all around and then prototypes? Yeah, let me just ask you. Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's do your production pick, and then we'll we'll go to John, then we'll come back around. Okay, so my production pick, dun, which dun, dun. at this very moment is not exactly a production bike, but as of May 2020, will be. And that is the MV Agusta Rush 1000. Oh, so base so basically what it is it is a i guess a more race refined version of the brutality okay um from what they've done um it supposedly is going to produce 208 horsepower sing it to me begging sing it to me <laughs> <laughs> sing it Oh, uh, really? I mean, you get rid of a lot of the body work that's on the naked, which isn't much, you know, a little bit more rate, a little bit more retro look and feel to it. Um, SE, SE project was actually tasked with the, uh, exhausts. Very nice. Oh, wait, I need to put the TD on a task. Mm. Johnny John, Mm -hmm. 186 kilograms. How many pounds? Continue bacon. So, of course, you got all your chromoly steel tubular trellis cast frame. Beautiful. Um, it's got that signature MV Agusta, like, uh, front wing. You know, like the crash bar wing. Yeah. Oh, I mean. What do you, what do you think about that sort of. The circular taillight? I don't know what to call the wheel cover, wheel cap, rear wheel. Do you like it mostly solid like that? I don't mind it. So to describe the rear wheel for anyone who hasn't seen this bike, it 
it almost looks like a big hubcap with some slots around the outside and then the center is all solid. It looks like an upside down water bowl for a dog. But, with some but holes if you notice, it. it's got air channels. <laughs> yeah, like literally draw air directly to all your brakes and everything like that. So instead of it just being a passive airflow, it's literally throwing air at your brakes. Yeah, because so much braking is done in the rear. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, no. Um, I mean, it's it's not bad. It, it, I'm sure you could remove it, you know, because it looks it from that side view, the, uh, the yeah. front wheel, if that rear wheel is the exact same, cause I haven't seen the uh, left side view. All those lace wheels they do are gorgeous. They are beautiful. I'm hoping you can. That's probably what I would do. I'd pop that off and just go with the lace wheel They're They make some really crazy wheels for these things. And this looks like all the good hardware. I'm seeing Olin's forks. Or Erlins, Erlins, Erlins. <laughs> if you want, if you want to hear the pronunciation, um, old man Slacker's show. Um, he went out and found the the definition when he interviewed uh, Dave Moss. It was pretty cool. I was chuckling when I heard that. <laughs> but Mr. Warfield, would you like your answer? So the good fork. Sorry, hold on. Twin uh, twin Brembo monoblocks up front. Probably one in the back, although I can't see it. Well, it's four pistons. They're, so they're four. They're four piston on the front, two piston on the rear. Oh, I mean, this bike. It, it, you have to look at the picture and really just take away everything Italian from a bike. Yeah, and just and just say we're going back to basics with little with little touches of yeah. of specialty it's very clean for all it is it is still very clean yeah i mean there's a lot going on but oddly in a in a clean way oh i love it good pick bacon drives me drives me crazy so john yes sir answer that question please 169 kilograms equal 372.5 pounds 186 <laughs> what 186 Oh, I'm sorry, 186. Okay. 410. All right. That's not bad. That's good. I mean, it's a little, it's a, it's a touch on the heavy side. We were talking about a naked, but. Well, if you, if you go with that line, you'll go look at the. But that's dry weight too. So fueled, you're probably going to be pushing four and a half. Yeah. 430, 435. And I can't do the math off the top of my head, but that's cool. Well, you're talking oil and transmission fluid, all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the so if you take the acceleration though, real quick, you take the fire blade, it's 433 wet. Is it? Okay. So that's in line with yeah, the fire it's blade. A, it's in line with a super bike for sure. And this is a sport naked. So, <laughs> but I, the big problem here, I think you know what I'm going to say next, right? Price. Yeah, thirty four thousand euro. Euro that comes going to be over forty grand. Thirty seven, thirty eight k. Yeah, euro, not pounds. If it was pounds, I'd be in trouble. Oh, that's a lot of scratch. 
that's a lot of scratch for a naked bike that can only do the ground. I mean, you could get a Panigale V4R for that much. Or heck, Damn, you could so- get a V4S and a Tracer. So, <laughs> but you are but you are saying that it is in line with pretty much the race ready supers. Yeah, it's got the specs for sure. It's 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 a bad bad mofo. So I mean it all really all depends on what do you want in your garage and really do you want a Honda in your garage for that kind of money or do you want a Hey 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 are we, we going to dog on Honda again? <laughs> me, are we me, going me, there me, again? Me, me. <laughs> hey, hang on, hang on. 37 you said it was 37 euros, right? No, 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 no. no. 33, it's 34 it's it's 34 euros. Man, I'm getting numbers mixed up tonight. It's like 37 38,000. dollars uh, yep, thirty-seven points or thirty-seven six. Oh, man, that's a lot of scratch, though. I mean, I could uh, I could get a baseline new truck for that, pretty much. That's what sucks. Speaking of trucks, I've been car shopping. I got. I'm gonna take a slight detour. You are not getting a Gladiator. No, I will not get a Gladiator. But the new Silverado, the most value that I have found so far is the classic what is it called the silverado classic with the trail boss package is just a tick under 40,000 amazing and that's with a 53 and four wheel drive those are those are nice and the 53s are beastly and it's a, beastly beastly that trail boss is a, i think it's a 2 inch lift from the factory the only problem with the with with the uh, with the um, five threes is um, is it's not their, six two. Well, no, no, no. They're a fuel management system. <laughs> You're talking about like cylinder deactivation system. stuff. Yep. Yeah. So all it does is cut fuel. So what ends up happening is you end up burning oil, and you can end up seizing. Like if you're if you're coasting for far too long, yeah, you could end, you could actually end up seizing your pistons. Yeah. So you actually there's actually you uh, you have to get a dongle. Yes, a dongle. A dongle for your vehicle. That's amazing. Yes, for the OBT the OBT uh, OBD two plug in. I've got one in my truck because it was about to like kill it because mm. of that. Because you end up coasting a lot or or doing a lot of light, yeah. light duty driving and. Well, uh, stop and go. Think about that. Stop and go traffic where you let off your gas a lot. Yeah. And then it goes right into kicks four it down mode. Four. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, I'm looking. At, I thought I had the price on the V4R. I'm pretty sure it's $40,000, though. The Ducati. All we need to know is you're in the range. Yeah. You're in the range power-wise. We, we got that. That's Well, I, well you're in the range price-wise, too. Well, but but you can get a base Panigale V4 for twenty four thousand, and that's that's okay. dollar. Who wants who wants base? Well, even the S, even the V4S is less than thirty, and that's dollars. That's not euro. That's dollars. <laughs> that's real money. Well, Ducati's a little bigger in the U.S. market than MB Agusta. Yeah, I would have no problems buying and owning a Ducati. I don't an MV. That's a little niche for me. I don't know. Well, think about getting parts if you ever did anything. Aprilia, maybe. Ducati, for sure. Yeah. BMW, all day. 
I don't know. I don't know about MV. I'd have to think about that. And for the price, that would be a non-starter. For my garage, my money. All right, all right, all right. So next. Johnny next, John, next, next. What's yours? What is your production motorcycle? And this surprised me. It did, didn't you? I thought it would. It caught me off guard. I thought I would. See, I don't hate them all. I don't hate them all that much. Oh. Wow. So, so I decided to go with the Harley Davidson Bronx. Terrible name. So, so, so repeat that again. Make sure all of our listeners, listeners you hear. heard me, Bacon. No, no, make sure all oh, our oh, listeners. Oh, back bad. it up, back it up. <laughs> all right. What did you say? <laughs> oh, do I need to back it up like this? Okay. <clears throat> Bacon, Rich, yeah. I decided to pick Harley Davidson Bronx. Okay. Well, be still my heart, sir. And I don't know. You guys picked other bikes. I was like, eh, I got to find something different. And this one, I don't know. I think when they announced it last year, I was kind of saying, hmm, Harley might be able to get the young crowd back in the showroom if they sell it. So, didn't you, didn't you not believe that they were like, this was one of the bikes that you didn't believe that they were actually going to come out with? No, I believe they would. Really? I thought you were, I thought you were against, I thought you didn't think that they would come out with that one. No, this one, I think they needed to. If they want to get in the younger crowd into the room, they got to bring a more sport bike to the showroom. The pricing is still going to be the key here. And yeah, pricing still has pricing still hasn't come out on it. If this comes out at eighteen thousand, forget it. They missed the boat. Yeah. They need to come out at the same price, in my opinion, as the FTR. Well, that it's got to compete ah. with that, but it's got to compete with all the other sport nakeds out there. MT09, well, 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 considering MT10. considering we just talked about the MV Agusta, I think we're right in line. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God, let's hope that Harley is not using MV as the benchmark for pricing. <laughs> you know what? We looked at the competition, and we're going to come in at twenty nine nine ninety five. You're welcome. <laughs> then it's going to sit on the showroom floor it's going to be a, that dusty buell in the back of the showroom and oh. i was thinking about that when i looked at the bike this is probably harley's way you know since they don't have a buell get the buell back in there yeah so at least get that buell spirit right yeah right. so it's got 115 horsepower 70 pounds of torque so now this is the the nine was it nine seven five engine? Yeah, nine seventy five. Yeah, that's not the twelve. That's not the twelve fifty. Okay. Correct. Okay. So so apparently at some point they're gonna come out with a twelve fifty version. You would think. I mean, if if they're doing the downsized motor just for the first one, right. first generation. Yeah, you know there'll be a, a big boy, a special. A Bronx oh. special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that so the wait, wait. <laughs> T- tacky quote of the show the bronx bomber oh no, too far <laughs> uh. i don't so what like do you the like name. about it though? personally i don't like the name i agree i don't like the name um I, I i guess the look i think it's a nice way for harley to go with a naked street fighter 
I think they should have just simply called it the 975 and been done with it. Yeah, but then you're going in line with like Ducati, um, Kawasaki, stuff like that. I just I don't like tying bikes or vehicles to a geography. I just uh, I don't I just have a thing about that. I don't I don't like that. I get it. I, I mean, I get that because I don't care for the name. Honestly, I thought that name was going to go to the custom, like the twelve hundred custom that they're that yeah. they're looking to do. Yeah. I was like, no, there's no way they're using that name for that bike. But in 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 one kind of small sense, I kind of understand it because they're looking at it as the urban cruiser. No, see, I think that's wrong. This is not the urban bike, though. This is not this is not something you would build for the city. What, yeah. What do you need a nine seven five Street Fighter for in the city? Come on. Why not? Come on. This is not the city bike. Yeah, but you're talking about you know this is uh, the get lane the heck filter. out of you're the city. About a, but you're talking about a small lane filtering able bike, quickly maneuverable, um, jump out of situations. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense than a cruiser. Oh, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. So, so that's why I say it's more of an urban bike. Oh, lane splitting story. <laughs> oh, so I, go, wait, are we going to go back in time? No, we, we can stay here. Actually, we need to come. We got to bring it back forward from earlier. <laughs> My mistake. But I put the side bags on the interceptor today because I had all my extra gear and I figured, okay, when I get to work, I'm just going to pack everything on the bags and walk inside. Well, then coming home, traffic is getting a little gnarly and I'm thinking about getting frisky in between cars and I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. I've got a lot more plastic. sticking out on the side of this thing. <laughs> got my plastics on. Because <laughs> you remember what happened in Teleco. Oh, yeah. That's what stays in Teleco. What happens like, in Teleco stays in Teleco. <laughs> Like, did you just run into that car? I'm like, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Now you let it red, out. Jeez, Rich. Even that red mark. No, we talked about it on the show before. Oh. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, sorry. What else do you like about it, John? Sorry. I'm totally talking, knock you off the rails. That's okay. We're good. You like no, the power? I, you like the look? You're not crazy about the name? Yeah. Something different. See what Harley does. Maybe they can stop crying now. I'm curious to see how much, so bacon back to your comment earlier about leaving a little power in the can for people to, to find later. I wonder how much they left in this bad boy. That's going to be the, that, that, that's going to be the ultimate question. Like if you, if you put a slip on, on this thing, you know, air filter and reflash, you know, are we talking 120, 130? Well, we have to remember the air filter is not a normal place to air filter. That's so kind of like from what I can tell it, what it looks like is, uh, that air filters kind of like the, uh, XR. Okay. Is it on the right side? I'm looking. No. Do you remember the, on the XR, the, um, the fuel tank was up top, but you had, but you had those air intakes just below the, uh, just below the tank. I haven't looked at an XR in a while, but, I see, I see in the picture, so I do see. So, so you see that black beneath the uh, on the right the, side, the red. Yeah, that says nine seven five on it. 
Yes. Yeah. So that that to me looks like it's the air intake. I would agree. So that air filter is going to be somewhere back in there. Or maybe so, just a flat element in that box. Maybe. I, I I would hope they were smart enough to do that. Yeah. Go ahead, John. So the other thing, since Bacon's in here talking about it, and I might just realize this, belt or chain drive. That's actually going to be a belt drive. Hallelujah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm actually looking at the bike um, X-Fi re- image of it and and their best of, and I can actually see the um, I see what looks like a big pulley. Yeah. Big pulley in the back back wheel. That's, I, that just noticed that, because that's one thing that you haven't noticed about. So Now this has, it definitely has cruise control, because I can see the set on the controller. I like the little round info display. That looks pretty nice. I don't know. I, I guess I'm with you, John. I, I gotta ride this one. This is Oh, you, you can see the belt in the last picture. Yeah. So if Harley dealerships market it, sells it at the right price, they might be able to get the younger crowd into the dealerships. Yeah. And go all in on the accessories. Like, you know, don't make it like the deuce where you can get three parts for it. Like, just go all in. Make it like every other bike they sell. Yeah, you know, trim well, parts and seats and exhaust and handlebars and different wheels. And every, but everything takes time. It does, but you you need you need a good assortment of that day one, so that if it if that, it takes they off, didn't have, they right? didn't have that for like the Fat Bob. Like like when they when they reintroduced the soft tail line, most of those bikes didn't have really anything for the aftermarket. I'm not talking aftermarket. I'm talking like Harley accessories. Well, even Harley, they didn't have a whole lot. I think they have to do it because the, the FTR came to market with what three different themes, or was that in the second year? You remember when I they came, came out came with out those theme packages? Through. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't year two, but it wasn't on launch either. It was somewhere in the middle. Right, because you had two different models of it. Yes, but you you only had. Like one was like the uh, race paint. Yeah, the sport look, the dirt tracker, the quote unquote touring with the tiny little briefcase on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little windshield. Whatever the hell that was. And I still look at that bike today and I'm like, dear Lord, those wheels on that look way too big for what should be, what looks like it should be a Street Fighter. Yeah. I kind of overlooked this one, John. I, thanks for bringing it back again because. I don't really like it. The more I look at it, I like it. I got to ride it. Thank you. Glad I can bring you back some. And please, Re- Harley, don't don't price it to the moon. Well, well, if if what I've read says anything, now this is, I'm sure, purely speculation. Um, and my fingers are crossed on this. Actually, like like I hope this is truth. Oh dear. The pan the Pan America. I saw some, I read somewhere that their expected price is 19 K. Hmm. That's actually pretty, pretty perfectly in line hmm. because, because will it, have, will it have wheels for that price? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, will this just be like the frame, the carcass? Yeah. That, yeah. You, you know what? The rest of it, you know, it's, it's actually Ikea brand. 19 are you high 
No, no. Uh, they said apparently expected price is going to be nineteen. They're they're looking at po- uh, throwing that out at nineteen. So out. if they do that, if they do that, they they place themselves squarely in the middle of everything. Because your your because your Africa twin is starts what fifteen sixteen. Your they're reaching a little uh, higher than that. Well, no, 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 no. You're you no. Know, if you're going with the adventure model, it's fifteen. It's like fifteen. It's like fifteen. Your KTM twelve ninety is sitting at seventeen. What's oh, the GS? That's all anyone cares. Well, no, no, no. If you go 18? GS, GS or GSA. Just because your because your GS is twenty one, GSA is twenty four, twenty five. All right, your tri your Triumph is sitting there at twenty one, and then one more Multistrada. How much is that? Because you know they're uh, going to Multistrada sitting there around seventeen. Uh, they're going to use that themselves premium label. I think there's. I think the Multistrada sitting there right about uh, right around there. Multistrada. You go on. I'm going to look. I'm going to actually look up at my local my local dealer here. Because I got a local dealer. Well, good for you. Multistrada 1260S Grand Tour will cost you. Drum roll, please. It's an Africa Twin Adventure um, ES is 17.2. Oh, that's right. This new one. Okay, so the new. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's this one. Try this one. 2019 Multistrada 1260 Pikes Peak. Twenty five four, nine five. Yeah, but you need the touring one, the twelve sixty S Grand Tour. Twenty two five. Is that 20, what it so twenty two six. So yeah, if they if they if they actually truly do that price point and place themselves squarely in the middle like that, that's optimal for them. Multistrada is one hundred fifty eight horsepower, ninety five foot pounds. Ooh know that Do yeah and the uh and the pan america is supposed to come in just slightly lower than that and the price should be just slightly lower which is, is <laughs> actually quite a bit lower than well i hope so that that's good news for the market if it comes in under 20 I, that sounds like a win to me shoot that means i think reggie's gonna win that from our from our talk on uh motor nobody's oh you guys made a little bet no, don't you remember being on that show? How many we episodes ago that? was that? Oh God, that was a long time <laughs> I'm ago. Just kidding. The, <laughs> Can we talk about that? What are you guys doing? Oh uh, well, yeah, I know you got something in the cooker, but can we talk about it or no? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and leave that. I'm gonna leave that simmering in the pot for a little bit longer. All right, fair enough. So, let's go ahead and go back around one more time, guys. This time, let's do prototypes. Prototypes. All right, that was fun. Thanks, John. And your, yes, and your next John. one is another favorite of mine. So that's thanks welcome, twice. Boys. I'm glad I could help you out. See, I do surprise you. See, I don't hate Harley all that much. Before I, I talk about my concept bike. Okay. I have to talk about one other bike. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Because Bacon said, not going to happen. We're not going to see a new Super Duke. Not the big one. Not the big boy. I didn't think so. What did, Come what, on. Did, what did we see about the new Super Duke R bacon? How how different was that from last year? Apparently, it's a compl- well. Well, outside, <laughs> it's not a redesign, but 
they quote, definitely upped their game essentially up an all new motorcycle <laughs> without a redesign <laughs> I, I just died laughing when i found that article and i'm reading through and i'm i'm reading like, the no changes and it's like essentially an all new motorcycle <laughs> copy paste post <laughs> no no i saw that and i was like really <laughs> and i couldn't believe it because when did they come out with this version of the super duke Oh, I don't, I don't know how many years old it is, but I howled. <laughs> I was like crying. I laughed so hard. But okay, okay. Let's let's just start off at the basic. Yeah. Thirteen oh one CC. Hmm. Oh. B twin. Seventy five degree LC eight. By the way. Hmm. Still. Hundred and seventy seven horsepower. Don't forget the torques. Oh, the, the, the 103 torques? All the torques. All the torques. They got all the torques. So good. Oh. I don't know about the exhaust, though. I think, I think this is a Euro 5 thing, and hopefully the aftermarket can, can write that, because on the right side of the bike, I love it. I love those two big fat pipes, which don't they look like, don't they remind you of like muscle car exhaust tubes? Mm-hmm. Like a little yeah. fatter than your average motorcycle exhaust. How it goes all the way back up to the front and then shoots all the way back. Yeah, but then on the left side, you're like, huh, look at that. There's a, yeah, it's there's a they have two. Bike. They have two cats on it for Euro 5 standard. So get it here. And get it here, uh, rip them off. So buy it here, off. cut all that nonsense off, and just have two beautiful titanium tubes coming off that thing into like an open can nope 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 just roar, aim towards baby. the ground roar just, just aim them towards the ground under the bike so how many miles do you think a rear tire would go on this bike <laughs> five five <laughs> k no five. Oh, five miles because <laughs> you know you're burning it all the way through it one commute <laughs> <laughs> and look at that price point there rich how much? How much? Eighteen seven. Eighteen seven for a strictly road bike. It's a lot of scratch, way. but that's sweet. That is sweet. well. I'd still have one of these. Or since, the since we're talking about Harley, Harley needs to come in less than this. Oh yeah. Oh, but but the Harley's bike's not going to be anything near this. Well, I know that, the, but they have to come in less. Less, yeah, I, I would say significantly. I mean, that's a given, but they got to come you know. in under the seven ninety Duke. But that's why I said. But that's why I said. You know, that's why I put that little caveat in there of what you know what's been going around about with the Pan America. Yeah. So uh, if the Pan America is coming in, if if it actually does come into that price, then the Bronx is going to come in. Should come in at a proper at a proper price. Okay. Should, should. But. All right. And sorry, I didn't. I didn't want to have two bikes. I just wanted to gloat that you said there wasn't going to be a new bike, and I thought there would be. Blah blah blah. Move on. I should have made that a prediction. Listen. Me 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 me. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Let's you talk about the you, Hypertech. Rich. Can we talk about the Hypertech? Yes. Let's go on with your actual prototype, please. This is pretty wild and i think it's polarizing in terms of people loving it and hating it 
but carbon fiber specialist BST Blackstone Tech made a crazy looking electric bike. And what I like about it is it's another, not another, it's a totally different direction from the electric bikes we've been seeing. So this is a lot more in the vein of like hyper naked Curtis, right? Curtis Confederate type style where it's just no crazy. You know what I mean? Crazy. I don't, I don't think it's crazy. I think they did a futuristic hyper naked futuristic, minimalistic, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like you look at some of those Curtis to me does like they overbuild things. Like, I mean, look at their front forks for God's sakes. Well, this alone. is pretty wild in its own right. But the rest of this, I mean, shit. Whew, this thing is beautiful. I, I just love that someone is taking another, someone is taking a completely different approach to an electric bike. You know, where style and design is the focus and not so much about just how much battery can we stuff in this thing and, you know, all that stuff. You know, this is less of a computer and more of a piece of art, which is what I like about it. The scary thing about that to me is, considering today's battery standards, yeah, is, well, there's not enough battery in that. <laughs> this might not go far. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you might I not mean, go far, young man, but it's but pretty beautiful. Go, but, but you'll go very, very fast. You will go fast and in style and class like no man has gone before for eight miles. <laughs> unless unless they're using that uh, aluminum air battery. Mm. I don't think which, so. Which, well, if you think about it, if that, if that little front uh, silver portion of the bike is the battery or that bottom, like, like, or at the bottom there, the green part at the bottom is space for an additional battery. The two silver pods on the side are the actual batteries. The engine is under the seat, the cone shaped engine or yeah, motor that looks that look that looks like a damn uh, turbine engine. Yeah, and it's some kind of special electric engine. I was trying to find it here in the notes, but it's made by a company in Brazelton, Georgia. Which I thought was interesting. I cannot find the name now. Oh but, dear. Um, <laughs> so so here's the thing. So if it is that aluminum air battery, and that is it right there and right in front of the motor. Yeah. They prime themselves to make that a quick switch out. Well, and the piece at the bottom, from what I understand, is something that you, you just add. If you need more capacity, you put it under that those green fins at the bottom. But yeah, you're right. Could be, could be a switch out possibility because they're exposed. It's right there. Yeah. Like it's just unhook, remove, replace, done. Yep. So the electric motor is a, a DHX Hawk electric motor. And somewhere I read, it might have been in, in Cycle World, but this is a, a Bike Exif article that I'm looking at at the moment. But I had read somewhere that that company is in Georgia. It is because I went to their website. But man, eighty kilowatts. So so one hundred twenty newton meters of to- of torque. What does that come out to? Uh, I don't know what the conversion is on that. It's probably a hundred something. No, it'd be less than that, wouldn't it? 
I don't know. No, I, I, I'm working on it. But everything goes like, like that's what that's why I don't like metric because sometimes it goes up when you go into standard. Sometimes it goes down. Yeah, but I think you know, of course, BST known for their carbon fiber wheels. The carbon on this is just stunning. You know, eighty-eight, all polished and super glossy. Only eighty-eight. Wait, wait, eighty-eight. That's correct. That doesn't seem like a lot. No, oh, but it's instant. Oh, can I can I can I say something here real quick? How about it, Bacon? So I understand that, like you know, it's this beautiful styled bike and stuff. But if you look at that uh, that side view picture of the uh, of the right side, mm-hmm. it's got the helmet on it. Yeah. Why in the Why in the hell are they using that stupid fly helmet? That's a giant oval. Uh, because you need to read more of the details because that's your dash. Yeah, the helmet is, is part of the bike. Oh, the helmet comes with God. it. That's your dash. They could have done a Jarvis. As a benefit, as ridiculous as this, that, that the details are amazing. For example, there is no dash, but rather than a heads-up display, X1 <laughs> helmet by Cross Helmet. Oh, there, there's your extra battery bacon. Second picture from the top. So you see more battery under it. Without the green fins, yeah. And they're the from another article. I think it was Cycle Gear. I'm going to find the link. Said they were the same Panasonic batteries that Tesla uses. But pack. either way, they could have they they could have gone with a better a better helmet like the Jarvis. Oh, but is that production? I, is the Jarvis production though? I thought it was. I thought it was still in concept. Well, to answer the better question, the CrossFit helmet is still in. Um, you can order, but you can't get it. Mm. So, so really, it's a Scully. Hmm. But either way, it doesn't matter. It's still just a prototype bike, anyway. Yeah. Now, did you notice the backside of the motor has a fan on it? Did you see that? That's why I said it. So it really like does look turbine. like a jet engine. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I missed that earlier. Yeah, it looks like a damn turbine there. Just like what? Yeah. Anyway, that I just I think it's cool. Like I said, I I like that someone's taking electric into another direction, other than utilitarian. No, I like it. And, I definitely do, I definitely do like it. Yeah. And and Harley's kind of a blend of the two. You know, on on one spectrum you have your you know your zero, which is more well, it's the most mass produced at this point. Except well, I don't know. Do they make more bikes than Energica? I wonder. But well, can can we also say this? When you're talking about a prototype bike, yeah, as opposed to a bike that needs to actually be sold, right? Um, well, these are going to so, be sold for eighty thousand each. <coughs> there you go, eighty. <laughs> so thirty 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 k doesn't sound that bad now, does it? I could get a new Corvette and a Fireblade. That's fifty k's less. Yeah. That's rough. So it's beautiful. I like where they're going. That's it. Megan, what's yours? Well, <laughs> you know my you know my love. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but yes, I know your love. Oh, you you ought to, you have to understand my love because you know what? Nobody wants to stick to the damn pavement all the time. So I have this love for these ADV bikes, and. We've got an offering out of a company that has not had an ADV offering. Oh, you don't say. 
Now they've had a road offering. They've had their road offerings, mm-hmm. but now they bring us a combination with what seems to be a completely new motor, Dude, which no. is, it is the Husqvarna Norden 901 concept. Sweet. You're the, all, you're all giddy about this thing. Tell me, tell me. Okay. So, so, um, like the, uh, 790, uh, the KTM 790, right. It's got those low slung. It's got the low slung, uh, gas tank right yes but it also hides it because you have like the you have that fairing that comes up around the side but then you also have like that retro styling with the with the big circle headlight and no beak the front end is wide open no yeah it's it's just i mean it's a clean just gnarly looking bike like you can see it like if you took that uh that fairing off completely mm-hmm. like what kind of dirt bike that'd be. Yeah. Just be like a rad dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, uh, my question. It's a good looking piece. I'll give you that. But go ahead. You had a question. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, so they're closely aligned to KTM. Like why, why do we need this? And you think this is a new engine? I think it's gotta be a new engine. What's the largest engine that they have right now? The seven is, is it a seven oh one in the well, uh, sp- sp- in the Svart billion? Svart billion? Svart billion? Svart billion? How have you seven oh seven oh one? I think yes. Well, that's what yeah, they call seven. it a seven oh one. I don't know how many CCs it actually is. Well, let's look here real quick. <coughs> so the Sva- the Husqvarna seven oh one. Vit, well, there's a vit billion, and the right? and the svat billion, and I know I'm sure we're butchering that beyond belief. Well, I am not Nordic in any sense of the term, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. <laughs> well, and they're all singles. Even the 701 is a single, right? These are these yeah. are not twins. No, 692 cc single is the the 701. So yeah, so so that's so so closely aligns. Good so, night. It makes seventy five horsepower. That's crazy. Wow, out of one a, thump as a single. Man, oh man, I didn't realize that. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kind of flat footed. So my question is: so so looking. I mean, honestly, just looking at the just looking at it and thinking about the figures of that seven hundred one. Now, yeah. yes, it is road-minded. Do you think they would turn this into a twin? The 901? Oh, I'm sure it's a twin. That wouldn't be a single. I mean, who knows? I mean, it is it is husky. So, Well, in the, the article you sent to me from the drive says it's a twin. Supposedly. I mean, but once again, we're still, I mean, they haven't even said that there's going to be, that there's going to be an actual release date on it. Right. And you can't, you can't really see. Well, you can see. Yeah, I see two, two exhaust pipes in the front. Gee. Probably a parallel twin. Oh, gee, who else makes a parallel twin about that size? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Could it be a Honda? No, the KTM. The isn't the seven ninety. Yeah, the seven ninety is a parallel twin. Yeah, and the three ninety is too, isn't it? 
That's another big news from the show. 390 Adventure from KT. Yeah, but that's just like... That's almost like, me, who cares? Yeah, that's a, that's a okay, so you want a large... A, a, well, pretty much an overgrown dirt bike. That's what that 390 is. With no engine. I mean, if you want to thrash around him on single track, I'm sure it'd be awesome. As long as your adventure touring doesn't take you down the highway, I guess it'll be okay. Yeah, I find it funny that they call it you know, this, the 390 adventure. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. I mean, I sure, I, I've seen a guy on a, what was it, a, on a Honda 250 who came from... John, where was that? Do you remember that? What's that? Do you remember that guy in um Telco? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was running um He was on he was on a Honda two fifty. Was he on a two fifty or was he on a he was on a two fifty? Because I remember looking at that and being like, see, look at that. Rogue could have made it out here. <laughs> so he was I want to say he was from like 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 Northern Virginia, New York, somewhere in there. I thought it was Michigan. It may have been. I think it was Michigan, and he was on his way down. He came down here, and then he was heading his way out to Colorado. But he was doing all side road, dirt roads, stuff. So he wasn't really. We should have asked him what his job was. I bet you he was like some like tech tech billionaire. No, he was, I think, um, I think he was heading off to school and I think he took, saved up money and wanted to do it and did it before life before, got too busy before the world got hectic and I'll put it, it this way. That's something you got to do in your life. You got to think about things you want to do and make sure you do it before you already can't. Yeah, that's right. Young kids, you listen. Disobey your parents, save up money, get a bike, do your trip. Go ride. So I'm looking at this. I know I have to kind of know the KTM 390 Adventure. I'm looking at it, trying to see what it makes for power. But that bike, I'm sorry, man. That bike has zero appeal to me. Which one, the KTM 390? The 390 Adventure, yeah. Yeah, no. No, That's why I didn't even mention it. I was like... But Bill, I, mean, I was reading a bunch of articles. People were like giddy over this thing. It's like, it's a tiny little adventure bike. Like what? I don't know. I don't get it. The thing, a lot of things with the small bikes is the weight. I mean, you, you can do the speed. You can do the speed limit. It's just the, uh, the well, weight. You're going to do speed limit, but it's going to be, I, I would guess that thing's going to be buzzy when Probably. you get up to highway speeds. I'm sure there's some people that can ride it, but I'm just saying me personally, like I'm a big guy and I first of all would look stupid on this bike, I'm sure. And then it's gonna be huffing and puffing to to haul my big butt around. <laughs> like gonna <laughs> be like, get off, get off me. Get off me. Well to mention for me, I mean I would think I'd be uncomfortable on it. Cause I, I cause I'm willing to like a lot of these riders look like they're sitting like I do on my on my Dyna with my bids. And I can almost guarantee you none of them are 6'2". Yeah, this looks a little tight. It's just not a good looking bike either. It's it's the it's the ugliest of what they make. 
you leave them and their uh, praying mantis styling alone. I said it. It's ugly. <laughs> Looks oh. like a praying mantis. Leave it be. Anyway, sorry. Back to the one that you like. Husqvarna. 901. Husqvarna. Build it. That's all I can say. Build it. Do it. Oh, that thing is gorgeous. Like even like the those those that color scheme that they got on it, it's it's just a gorgeous looking bike. You not being an ADV guy, would you buy it? No, probably not. It's a good looking bike. I'll give you that. But I'm not gonna buy it. You punk. <laughs> Honestly, for if if I'm gonna get into some off road, I would rather have like a proper off road bike. I just I don't know. I just don't. I don't have. I don't see in my future riding like I guess how I envision these bikes be ridden. That's all. I, I just don't Let's, have a need to do go. Do you go to Starbucks? I don't have a need to go on road go and off road and all that stuff in between. Like I'm going to stay Starbucks? on the tarmac unless I have a mistake. <laughs> That's fine. A lot of them do too. Do you go to Starbucks? I do. <laughs> so do they. And guess I go what? to Starbucks at my Time little for- Honda. Nee, 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 nee. Time for you to get an ADV. <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh, all right all right all right Johnny no, no, John, no, enough of that save us save us what is your concept pick but this is a production bike it is not a production bike no it is not oh it is not a production bike my mistake well I love it go ahead so I picked the Aprilia I don't want to mispronounce this. The Tuna, Tuano. 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 Tuano 660, which is based off the RS 660. Looks so like it's a naked, knees. more upright sport bike. Yes, indeed. Although it has a lot of body work on it. Oh, I should say it's three quarters. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but it has bars. It doesn't have clip-ons. It does have bars. Yeah, yep. so it's more higher up. It's more kind of more of a upright position. Naked sport touring naked, naked bike. It's not touring, <laughs> just sport. <laughs> no one's putting touring on this at all, Bacon. Stop it. Shh. You, you could it on your Honda. But this looks this looks dynamite. And if this is in that middleweight category, I'm yeah. I was texting back and forth with you guys earlier in the week. Like I kind of dig in the Panigale V2. Right. And, and that middle he, middleweight. And you've hit it, Rich. I mean, you know that. I mean, I know you got it. The six, the six hundred, the middle weight stuff is a sweet spot. I mean, you're not going. You want to have enough fun to have fun and not too much to kill yourself. Well, let's just be honest. There's always enough to kill yourself. Yeah. Well, that's true. But but All you right. don't have just the the brutality of. You well, know, you're not going to flip your bike. wrist, and all of a sudden you're, you you flip your entire bike. Right. You actually have opportunities to. Just go wide open throttle and not completely spin out of control. Right. So, they're pretty sweet looking bike. You can come out with it. Compete with everybody else. Dynamite. So, what are we looking we at here? 660 parallel twin? Yep. 373 pounds. Nice. Which is and in it, line with a, with a, with a, with the middle class bikes. That's what they usually run. Is that and dry? It, That's got to be dry. Probably. Well, it's oh, there's concept, no numbers. So 
concept. Uh, no numbers are released, but expected similar weight to, to its six or to RS six sixty. So, huh? My question is: Okay, so I know for the most part you're going to have that weird tail section that most bikes get. Yeah, but if they would offer it without w- without needing a tail tidy, just as it looks right there. I think that's standard. But where's that, the plate go? Uh, uh, um, you put it on your back. <laughs> it goes on your backpack. Well, so there might be a spot. <laughs> looks like something wow. under the seat there. Could yeah, be. under the seat, there's like a flat spot. It looks like the plate could go right there behind that, in front of that tire. Or maybe it folds down. Legit. Maybe it folds down because... Yeah, and the lights. I'm, think, I'm thinking are directly. I'm seat. thinking directly under the brake light. Yeah, because you see like those ridges, like almost like yeah. there's holes there or something. Yep. Yep. Agree. But the you know the lights or the tail light is already in the seat, so there is no. You don't need a tail tidy. Tail tidy, it's all done. So they did it. They come out with it. Looks pretty sweet. Oh, the exhaust is sitting underneath the. It's right the down bottom. down below. It's, it's all you, under the it's bike. Not sticking yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's what is the shop? Hmm. Wow, I guess my week my month off of uh recuperation coming back in the swing. And bacon, are those fins in that fairing? If you look inside the fairing, it looks like there's fins in there. I'm gonna have to like expand that view there. I'm thinking because there's fins in there. I bet you, yeah, it looks and like there is. It looks like there, there is fins. Look at that covered fins at that and it looks like gills right behind the a on the back side yeah looks like fish gill that's cool well done yeah i like these i and like i said the panigale v2 something about that bike man is really speaking to me clatter something about something about it just not not being that 200 plus horsepower beast you know it'd be a nice step up from the R6 track wise, but not all the way to full leader bike. Be fun. All the, all the good hardware, all the adjustability. I'm sure it would be fun. Just got to come up with 16 grand. All right, right. Mr. Richie. Yes, Johnny John. Shall we thank some of our, our people? We got to thank one person. All right. Our buddy Chuck. Long time listener, long time member. Chuckity Chuck, Chuck. He is in as the lone supporter. Carrying the load for show 172. So thanks again, Chuck. Appreciate that. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for for carrying our load. Thanks for carrying. And everyone else should thank you as well. And we'll just remind everyone, if you found some value in the show and you want to also support us and get on the list for show 173, you can head over to loudpipes.net slash donate. And there's a field there to add a note. And we'll read that on the show if you would like us to. Or if you have a longer note you want us to share, you can email us at feedback at rdubstudios.com. While you're on that link on the donate site, we have also, not also, we have added the monthly subscription back again. So we don't have Patreon, but you can support us monthly and we'll do like we did before. If it's you know $5 or more, we'll bring you into the clubhouse just like we did in the past and and we'll kind of end it there. We won't won't get crazy with the perks, but the clubhouse is still going, paying for that out of pocket for now. So we'll 
we'll see how that goes. And one other note, I'm also sending out stickers to anyone who's sending donations until we get through our current stock of, of uh, new round die cut stickers. So anyone $10 or more, I'll put a couple in an envelope and send them to you. So don't forget your ideas. And they are pretty. They're pretty. I gave you some, right? Yes, you did. I got a stack. All right. Again, loudpipes.net slash donate. Get out of the way, John. You turn, you turn. So Johnny already mentioned the meetup for 2020. So is there anything else on the meetup you want to cover, John? Are we good? Nope. We're good. We'll have a nope. We'll have a link eventually on the website. But if you are coming to the meetup or thinking about it, like we've said before, let us know because we're we're chatting about that on one of our Slack channels. So we we want to add you to that conversation. And I guess if you are planning to come and you want a cabin, please reach out to me. Yep. Reach out to John. You can just email the feedback address and I'll send it to him. Let's see. Any other topics before I I do my rant of the week? Mm, interesting rant. Let's let's just rant it out, man. Rant it. Oh man. Wait, I, wait, do you have a sound for the rant? I don't I don't. Maybe this one. <laughs> me, 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 me. Does that work? Do you hear it? I did. Yeah, I heard it. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it, but that I I'm I'm sure I can guess what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, rant of the week. So I'm commuting to work now and I have been since March, uh, when I started my new job. So I, you know, I get almost an hour each way, either in the car or on the bike, you know, most days on the bike, which is, is my preference, but I've noticed in this more when I'm in the car, maybe just because of the way I sit or whatever, but the design and, and setup of modern headlights seems to be going in the wrong direction. So yes, we have lights that are brighter and wider and shine farther down the road, but no one is really taking into account what that does to oncoming traffic. It it doesn't appear to me. Now, the Germans have always taken a different approach to this. Even our car, that's a 2002, has a little lip on the left side so it it sort of, you know, takes the the harshness down from the left side for opposing traffic. And this is just basic halogen bulbs through a projector lens. You know, they're not super bright or anything, but just the overall design of lights is going in the wrong direction. So these modern LEDs, they just suck. They're harsh. The light is harsh. They're not being filtered or diffused or whatever you want to call it in the way that they are when xenons came out. So you remember that bacon when, when like the xenon filled bulbs first came out, Everyone had yeah. like a projector lens that, you know, diffused the light and it was still pleasing to oncoming traffic. Yes, it was brighter, it was bluer in color, but it was it still wasn't harsh. Like it was still focused on your side of the road. These modern LEDs are just garbage. And well, they're just blinding the crap out of you. Oh, can I say something on that? Yeah. I think that a lot of them is a lot of it is that people are putting those bright LEDs in regular uh, headlight casings. That's some of it. But even factory cars, like 
like Acura seemed to be the worst and the new Cadillac Escalade is just a atrocious collection of nonsense in the front of the vehicle. There's no reason, there's no damn reason for the lights to be that bright, especially in the city. Like there's street lights, there's a million other cars. Like why don't we just have a mode that cuts the lights to 50% when you're following another car? You know, the new F-150s and other ones, the LEDs on them, just terrible. Just blind you. They're terrible. So let me throw this a little input. And I agree with you, Rich, because I've noticed it, that, you know, the LED lights, they blind the crap out of you. The other thing, you just bring up the F-150. How tall is that truck? That truck, the lights are probably trying to run my straight on. Right in your rear view. Yeah. Right in my right rear view. And, I mean, mine has a tinting mirror on the, you know, rear view mirror, but my side mirrors aren't. You yeah. sit there, and next thing I got the light coming straight in that mirror and right into my eyes. You know what I do with that? Try to turn it back, shoot, shoot them back in their eyes? Yes, yeah. I do. I do the same thing. So in the Audi, <laughs> because it's low to the ground, when I get a truck like that behind up. me, it, yeah, it's crazy. I just, I turn it, I turn it out and up, and I'm like, I hope it goes right in your face because it's just ridiculous. And I, I'm going to blame the automakers for this. Like, no one is given a crap about oncoming traffic with these headlights. It's clear that they're not. <laughs> except, except the Germans. So I did a little research. I'm going to say that's false. And there is something called. Did you see anything out of GM that blinds you like that? Yes. Out of the factory? Yes. Every no. damn thing from Cadillac. Well, no, no. no. Well, well uh, besides Cadillac, Cadillac doesn't really count as GM anymore. What are yes, you talking about? What are you talking manufactured about? Manufactured or bacon. Yes, Sorry, but buddy. the rest of, but the, but the rest of them don't do that uh, though. Uh, uh, so when uh, you're looking at Silverado's, uh, when you're looking at Sierra's, they don't do that. They're not as bad. Cadillac is ridiculous. They've jumped the shark. Well, anytime I, I, I think what it is is anytime you get to those spider headlights, and when I say spider, like like when they have like the multiple separate LEDs. Yeah, the new Escalade has like 150 LEDs going up and down both sides of the vehicle. It looks yeah. stupid and it's ridiculous. I don't think they can properly aim all of them. Is the deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but here's what I'm getting at. So there are some people working on this and doing it right. So Audi has this full matrix light system that solves the problem. Like It has like hundreds of little shutters inside the lens and BMW is even using a laser for the light. But I saw that. It, that, sense, that yeah, it senses a car in front of you and just dims out that part of the light. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But the crap we have now... It's just aggravating me to no end. I don't think you even need that because if you look, um, my dad had a 2000, I want a two, I want to say a 2006 Porsche 911. He had the projector headlights on that sucker and like you'd go up the hill and you'd actually watch them drop. Yeah. That's right? another thing. When those lights first came out, they had to self level. That was a law. It doesn't seem to be the case now because any little undulation in the road and the car, you know, pitches up even the slightest bit. It just no, you're blind. Blasts you right in the face. So that's my rant of the week. It's driving me crazy, and I'm really, I'm tired of it. The other thing is etiquette. Like, there's no headlight etiquette anymore. Well, I hate, I, I just hate the fact that people put LEDs in their regular housings, like the super bright LEDs. Yeah. And then, and they're also the high beams. So, that, and then they just blast all of it. I see, so every day I see, and it's more than a few, I would say it's, it's like six to 10 cars, first of all, that have no lights on, 
So they're just clueless, probably had to get their smartphone fired up before they, you know, did anything else in the car and bothered to look around that it was still dark. And then there's probably another half dozen to a dozen cars that I see on a daily basis with the high beams on. It's like, hello. (laughs) Oh, it's annoying. You're not the only one out here. So the other thing that, and this happened on me with the spiders, you have changed out your bulbs. Um, cause that's what I did. I changed the led to LEDs from the halogens and I didn't adjust the headlights and they're, the LEDs were aiming high. So if you do do it, you might want to make sure your headlights been adjusted correctly. Yeah. They've got to do something different with LEDs. Even on my bike, I think the headlights are ridiculous. I mean, they don't, they don't light up the road that great. It's kind of a flat beam and they're harsh. It's not a good light to look at. And I, I'm just as guilty as other cars because I'm sure other cars hate having my bike behind them because they're terrible headlights for, you know, for opposing traffic. It's, it's great for you driving, but for oncoming cars, it, man, it's getting rough out there. Yeah. We'll forget everybody else. It's really hard to drive at night now. I'm geez. I, I can see as people get older and you have a little trouble with your vision start getting night blindness wow i can't imagine nowadays like i mean my vision is still really good but it's it's getting hard for me and it's aggravating me as you can tell (laughs) i'm a grumpy old man (laughs) yeah it's really ticking me off like i'm just tired (laughs) of seeing people with their brights on or with no lights or or the dinks that have their daytime running lights on and they think they're they're good to go and not realizing people coming up from behind them that they look like a ghost. It's like your lights are not on. Anyway, rant over. Sorry, that's it. I'm sure I'll cut some of that out. <laughs> you feel better? Uh, no, I don't. No, not not until I sh- not until I can choke a few of them out. Yeah, it's getting bad. But I I don't notice it as much on the bike. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's the helmet. I think the helmet probably helps. Maybe your lean forward position could be because I notice even in the sun, like the sun doesn't bother me on the bike. Cause I just tip my head down a little bit and it, the top of the helmet blocks off the sun. And so maybe it's just because I, I have more, I have more flexibility in what I can do to get myself away from the light. You know, if I don't like the light, I just move over half a lane or, you know, drop a gear and pass three cars and leave the, stupid f-150 behind me with the terrible lights and the awful sounding exhaust and that straight line power (laughs) i was following a mustang this morning just (laughs) god awful sounded v6 and they were just flooring it trying to get through traffic it's like you're going nowhere dude it's like it's bumper to bumper oh anyway all righty what else you guys got events i got do events and shut it down i like it so I'm heading off to the Rolex 24 at Daytona, somewhere around the 24th of January. Take the boys down there. We're going to see the new Corvette C8R and all, R, the, R, 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 and all the other fun GT and prototype cars. And I guess I should probably just admit to it now that it looks like the Isle of Man's not going to happen. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, where's that sound? Which, which one is that? The backup sound. Backup. Oh, you know which sound. John's. That one? 
No. Not that <laughs> yes. one. Oh, yes. No. The rewind sound. Rewind sound. Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now say that again. Well, the fact that, that we haven't made solid plans to get to the Isle of Man, and it's now the end of November, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Oh. So... I don't know. I'm I'm starting to have my doubts. I I still want to go. It's still on the top of mind, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. All right, now you can come back forward. Oh, okay. Come back forward. Hey, right, we're on. back. Uh, Sturgis, August 2020. John and probably 55 or 60 other people are going. <laughs> and of course, the loud pipes meet up. 2020 October 9th through 12th in Teleco Plains. Come join us. That will be East Tennessee blast. for a good old time. For a good it old will be fun. Notes from this show can be found on the website loudpipes.net slash 172. We have links there to leave us some feedback, of course. Subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast application. There are links to social media, which Brother Bacon has been handling. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. And of course, if you find some value in the show and you would like to support us even monthly, you can go to loudpipes.net slash donate, leave us a note there, and we will read it on the show. Thanks again for your thanks again to Chuck for his support of show 172. Anything between now and the next recording will be for 173. All right, fellas, I think it's time to put the kickstand up. Brother Bacon. All right, everybody, I got my kickstands up. Vaya con Dios. All right, Johnny John. Let's roll. Good night. Good night. Dim your friggin' lights. Peace. Donate.